Late Night Health continues. I'm Mark Allen. Uh, We're going to take a look at a new book. It's called How to Feed a Human. And the author is Dr. Robin, along with her husband, Russ uh, Bruzano, and uh, uh, Robin's last name, we can say it, uh, Odegaard, right? Um, so, That's right. Good job. Hey, thank you. I'm now Swedish. Because <laughs> what, uh, what I want to know, is what, what are you and Russ having for dinner tonight? Oh, you know what? We haven't even had lunch yet, but I can, so I can tell you about lunch. Okay. Um, tonight we're going to have um, probably salad. You know, we, we're not super huge dinner eaters because uh, we eat really big breakfast. My, my breakfast is about a thousand calories, and then lunch we eat really big salads. And when I say salads, I mean with all the stuff on them. And so it's at nighttime hour. We typically will have just some fruit, maybe some nuts. We're not really heavy dinner eaters. Now, how do you, where do you where where are you based? I live outside of Philadelphia. Which is one of the food meccas of the of the world. How do you not go in and have an Italian sub sandwich uh, every now and then? You know what? I think about the amount of grease, and just, <laughs> my stomach would revolt. Got it. Bad kind of fat. One of the things that that I think about food is that it's a pleasure. Food is a pleasure. And that mm-hmm. um, it needs to taste good. A lot of times, I mean, you've got the keto diet, the gluten-free diet, the this diet, the that diet. One of my bugaboos is that a lot of this stuff doesn't taste good. How can you eat it? Well, so there's a couple of guys. A couple of things I want to touch on from that. One. What we teach is not a diet. It's a way for people to think about food. The other thing is to consider that most people who eat the standard American diet, their taste buds are slathered in so much grease and so much oil, they can't actually taste their food. And then the other thing, finally, is that when you think about seasoning food, what do you season it with? You can season all food exactly the same way. What you choose as the carrier of that seasoning is what makes it healthy or not. Be specific. I don't understand. I, I mean, I like garlic, but I on, but I don't want it with grains. Why not? Yeah, but it doesn't seem in my head to taste good. But I right. mean, so I mean, here's an interesting thing. You don't sure. gar- here's garlic the, the foundation of what I cook is usually based with five to six things. I usually start with mushrooms because that's going to give you a new mommy flavor. That really succulent savory feeling that you love in your mouth it comes from mushrooms then you're going to add um, onions and garlic and peppers um, there's and there's just a lot of different things that you can and you take that and then you can add any other spices you like what I encourage people to do is rather than starting their meals with what big fat animal products can I use because even lean meat is 30% fat think about what flavor do you want to create so if you want to eat Italian what's what Spices create that, and then use um, those spices to create a meal. Uh, and mushrooms are one of my favorite things. I will, mm-hmm. I will grill a mushroom and and eat it like a steak, um, with uh, you know put uh, olive oil and uh, and garlic on it, and and then make some kind of a sauce to go with it. And I think that's a and that's great another di- thing. meal. Americans love sauces. You can make a lot of sauces really healthy that taste amazing. Right, right. And and um, uh, 
uh, have you always been a watchful eater? I mean, your background is interesting. Uh, your husband was a, a competitive bodybuilder, and you, uh, you, I think you played volleyball? Beach volleyball, yeah. I was a competitive beach volleyball player, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so I used to think I ate healthy, and I definitely, um, you know, paid attention to what I ate, but I didn't actually go and study the nutrition until after I turned 40 and felt like my body was revolting on me. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm still eating healthy. What's wrong with you? And that's when I had to go in on a mission and start studying nutrition myself. Uh, did you study nutrition in school or did you do a self-study? So what I ended up doing was, I, so I got my doctoral degree in psychology, and I used that. I worked in that, did sports psychology and high-performance psychology for a business for a long time. And then when I decided to study nutrition, it started because I went to my doctor and I said, I don't understand, I work out five days a week, I eat well, what's going on? And she said, yeah, there's nothing else you can do. You basically just have to accept that because you're over 40, you're going to get fatter. And I'm like, no, that is not how humans should be designed to be. We should not be designed to just get fat as we age. And so it started with me um, going and finding anything and everything I could read, the science, the books, taking online classes, uh, anything I could find on nutrition. And then it culminated in me going to um, and studying at the Center for Nutrition Studies at Cornell and taking their uh, three-course series in nutrition. And so you can, you, you, do you combine your psychology background with your nutrition all the time because so much of the way that we eat is psychological. If you think about emotional eating, eating because of stress, Pavlovian eating, which a lot of people don't recognize that term, it's uh, eating out of habit. You know, when you, when you do certain things, you have to eat certain foods. Like we eat Thanksgiving is turkey. That's a Pavlovian response. It doesn't have to be. It's just what we do. Interesting. Uh, I know that um, uh, I'm not even a big turkey person. Unless it's, I like smoked turkey, and I do eat meat, mm -hmm. but I we try to limit it, right? We eat a lot of of chicken, and I try to do vegetarian at least once, maybe twice a week, um, at home. Eating out seems that's always to, a good direction. It is a good direction, um, uh, but at the same time, eating out, and we've been eating out a lot because of. Um, uh, we're, we're just not at home right now, and uh -huh. and so we're eating out, and it's a lot harder to do that. I mean, hitting a salad bar and you have all these greens and stuff. The problem is a lot of the the, the greens are not are are not are genetically modified, and so I don't like that. And then there's the dressings, and not only are they fatty, to me, a lot of salad bar dressings taste like. Poo -poo. <laughs> well, the interesting thing about restaurant food, and this is something that when I talk about fake food, this is the way I like people to consider what fake food is. If the food you're eating is designed to make a company money, it's probably not designed with your health in mind. And that's true for restaurant food. It's true for anything packaged that you buy. It's designed to hit all your taste buds, and they're very good at combining salt, sugar, and fat in exactly the right uh, combination to hit your bliss point, which is an actual thing, and it makes you crave that food, which is why sometimes you'll eat a restaurant food and you'll keep going back and eating the same thing. It's because it really hits your clear bliss point. So I do encourage people to uh, you know try to eat at home as often as they can. 
um, last night I, you you made a, a comment, and that is that if it's designed to make a company money, everybody needs to make money. So last night I bought a yam, an organic oh. yam. I think it was about a buck and a half uh, compared to the non-organic yam, which was half the price. I still don't understand why organic fruits and vegetables cost more, but and, and it's been explained to me a, a gazillion times, I still don't get it. Uh, well, part of it is because um, the process of getting certified as organic is very expensive. Also, if you're not using a lot of sprays to kill the bugs and whatever that are going to eat your crops, you have to be able to account for some of your crop being eaten by bugs. Got it. Got it. Or or animals of some kind. We uh, right or uh, yeah, other things. You know, if you have a lot of pesticides and you know different things or whatever, those chemicals, your crop is going to be bigger. Plus, you can have you know foods that have been GMO to build to grow faster, bigger, stronger. I've always wanted to do that. Maybe I could become a GMO. One of the things yeah, that... you know, it's headed that way. <laughs> it is headed that way, isn't it? It's, uh, it is frightening. Um, and the other day, one market had white corn. It was... And corn is one of those vegetables that are almost all genetically modified, uh-huh. unless it says it's not. And it was six years for a, a buck. And if you went to a Whole Foods, they were a buccaneer. A buccaneer. They were yeah. a pirate. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a little bit off my feed as we're talking about food. We are talking with uh, Dr. Robin. Uh, the book is How to Feed a Human. And uh, should we start our kids young, eating like a yam for, for, for lunch or dinner rather than fried chicken? Well, yes. The short answer is yes. There, there's a couple of uh, the longer answers are a little more complicated. The human body is pretty amazing. You can feed it just about anything as long as you give it enough calories, and it'll live pretty well for about 30 or 40 years. Um, it's after 40 that you kind of start falling apart if you don't do something. But if you set your kids on a path of eating, you know, fast food and a standard American diet, that's what their taste buds become accustomed to. And then when they suddenly hit 40 or 45 and they're starting to have all of the diseases we have in this country, obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart disease, stroke, and they have to change it, it's very hard. Whereas right. if you set them on the right path where their taste buds are used to eating real food, um, they're going to be much healthier to begin with. They're not going to have those diseases, and they won't have to make that change. Uh, one, one thing I love to point out is that the industry is really good at making food using flavor that tastes better than real food. For example, absolutely. watermelon candy tastes more like watermelon than watermelon does. I hate watermelon candy. Can't stand it. Anyway, we're going to take some time <laughs> out. Our guest is Dr. Robin. The book is How to Feed a Human, uh, and you can go to wholefoodmuscleclub.com. We'll be back in just a couple of moments don't go away visit us at late night health.com late night health.com we'll have a picture of robin uh, on there and a copy of uh, a look at her book as well uh, i'm mark allen along with the insane daryl wayne we return in just a moment or two 
You're listening to Late Night Health with Mark Allen. The show continues in a moment. Recently, I met Jacqueline from Bright here in Los Angeles. She gave me a hearing exam and then showed me how to hear again with the new Signia Pure Series hearing aids. And she can give you your life back, too. I hear birds chirping, birds cooing, and even my wife. They easily connect to my smartphone. The Signia hearing aids are amazing. And with the charge and go, I don't have to fiddle with batteries and hear all day long. Not hearing is frustrating for you and your family. I know you don't have a problem, but trust me, call Bright here now for a free hearing exam, a $125 value, yours free, just for making an appointment now. There are offices throughout the Los Angeles area. Call Bright here now at 323-424-7100. That's 323-424-7100 for a free hearing exam. There's no obligation. Call now, 323-424-7100, or visit them on the web at brighthear.com. If you're listening to Late Night Health right now, you're part of the growing target of baby boomers we're serving. Hi, I'm Daryl Wayne, producer of Late Night Health, inviting you to join the Late Night Health family. If you have any business targeting the growing boomer market, Late Night Health is the ideal advertising vehicle for you. From vitamins to insurance, alternative health to Western-style medicine, Late Night Health caters to the growing population of those over 40 years old. This vibrant demographic has expendable income to fight aging, purchase travel, take care of aging parents, or just have fun. Find out about the advertising opportunities with Late Night Health. Call us at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308 or email us at info at latenighthealth.com. That's info at latenighthealth.com. Join Late Night Health as we empower people to take charge of their own health care. Call now at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308. 